Hello, everyone, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Stop the Internet Podcast. My name is Kelly B. And I'm the Philly Fanati. Happy October and happy Halloween. It's spooky season. This is our second October episode and second costume episode (laughs) this October. Erin, first tell us your thoughts on Halloween. So I hate to be this person because I know a lot of people can't stand this or I would get a lot of hate for this, but I'm not really a Halloween girly, which is kind of crazy because I was social chair for my sorority. And everyone says like sorority girls have this connotation for being like themed parties and like out of the box things. And I definitely embraced that in college, but I don't know. I guess it just didn't stick with me. So I am not the craziest person about just getting crazy dressed up for Halloween. I will never be that sexy Halloween girly. So every year I've been trying to come up with something fun to do. And this was actually a costume that I did wear in college as the Philly fanatic. Last year when the Phillies were in the World Series on Halloween, I was convinced to dig this out of the archives. Obviously it came in handy then. And once again, it is Red October. So the Phillies are in the playoffs. I am decked out for my team. But overall, Halloween otherwise is not really my thing. I had a friend ask me the other day, actually, Erin, are you a scary Halloween girly or a cutesy Halloween girly? And I was like, I don't know how to answer this question because I'm really not a Halloween girly. So I guess I can't say I'm a cutesy Halloween girly, but I guess I enjoy spooky things. So I I feel like scary. No, I feel like you're cutesy because this is cutesy. I feel like you're typically cutesy. I've never seen you dressed up scary. Okay, maybe I'm cutesy. I'm not sexy. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like there's a specific person that's a sexy Halloween girly, but I saw TikTok last year. There was this trending sound on TikTok that was like, Halloween is the one night a year that you get to dress like a total slut. It's from Mean Girls. And a bunch of people used it to put on like jokey, funny costumes. Like I remember the first one I saw was somebody dressed as Patrick Star in like the stripper, <laughs> the stripper boots. And I saw someone comment on that trend and they were like, I think that the real pick me girls are not the sexy girls. The real pick me girls are the ones that dress like a nerd or like wear like a manly costume. And then they like make fun of the sexy girls. They're the ones that are like, oh, I could never dress up and be sexy. Like you're actually more pick me by like making fun of them for like embracing the sexy side. Is that what I am? I'm being that person? No, because you're not wearing, I don't know. I don't think anyone's a pick me on Halloween. I just feel like that's the that's the one day that anyone can do whatever they want. Yeah. But I, I do feel like people that dress sexy get made fun of when it's like that's your one night a year. Yeah, no, that's when you're it. allowed to do it with you no judgment. You absolutely should do it if that's what you're confident in. I'm just not a Halloween girly, so I'm going to wear something that's like just kind of funny for me to wear, which last year was the Philly Fanatic. I was supposed to be gritty, which for those of you who don't know is the Flyer, the Philadelphia Flyers loved slash hated creepy mascot. I was going to be that last year. Obviously had to pull the fanatic out of the archives. I'm going to try for gritty this year if I don't have to be the fanatic again. And I don't think that it's because I'm trying to be cute or pull any kind of Halloween stunt. I think I just probably (laughs) I probably just wouldn't dress up if I wasn't doing something like fun Philly sports for me. And maybe next year I'll be the Eagles mascot. I don't don't know. People send those like friendship duo Halloween costumes 
that people like to do together. And I, I don't know that I could ever get into them. I have one. It's like a jumpsuit. It just looks like a skeleton that I purchased in college. And I wore that many, many years after That's like college. the classic, just like it's all black and then it just has white on the arms and legs. Yeah. Like white, but yeah, that's like the classic. I don't feel like wearing a costume. And that's me. But I, I have, like those. I like those things. I wear that every year that I have to. And if I don't wear that, I have a t-shirt that says here for the booze and it has a ghost on it. Wow. <laughs> I am the opposite. I cannot I really I cannot relate. And I know to Rebecca's going to listen to this and get mad because she's a she's a Halloween fiend. I do feel like Halloween is like you love it or you hate it. Like you are stoked on your costume and planning it for months and you have so many options or you dread dressing up and you're like what do I pick? It's so yes, polarizing. It is. Tell us in the comments if you're a Halloween person or not and if you plan your costumes 6 months out there have been times where I have planned costumes like almost a year in advance. That's insane. But sometimes I'll hear a song and then I want to like dress up so that I can make the song lyric my Instagram caption while wearing the costume. Mm. I haven't been doing that. I used to do that in college. That was when I really cared about Instagram. Now I don't really care as much so I don't really do that but I'm excited for my costume this year if it actually works out. What are you going to be? I'm going to keep it a secret. I have no idea what it is. (laughs) I I think that Halloween is amazing for people who love it. I just don't have a creative bone in my body. (laughs) I have my archive of like six quote unquote costumes, this being one of them, and then like maybe two or three other random costumes that I did in college with my roommates that I was like, eh, spent the money on this, I'll save it for the next go around. But I love people that can get behind Halloween. It just can't be me. Should we get into our topic? Yes. Okay. So today I was thinking we would do rapid fire stories that don't involve an incredible amount of discussion, but I thought were still kind of interesting. And this episode will be good for the people that don't like talking in side tangents and like to hear as many stories within one episode as possible. This one's for you. Starting out with a story that also probably could have fit the B freaking for real theme that was a couple weeks ago. B. Freaking for real. real. (laughs) Sister cut ties with me because I didn't go to her destination vow renewal ceremony. My eldest sister and her husband eloped before she enlisted in the Air Force. Several years later, they decided they wanted a ceremony after all. She was very adamant about having all the sisters together. There are four of us in total. They planned to have the ceremony in Puerto Rico to honor her husband's heritage. At the time, me and my family were going through a lot to save time. Let's just call it a series of unfortunate events. I was recovering from surgery. My husband was out of work. We lost our home and had to move in with my in-laws. When I received the invitation to her ceremony, I told her right away that we couldn't go and explained why. She immediately called her mother without my knowledge and told her to buy three round-trip tickets to Puerto Rico. When my mother called me to give me the flight times, I was livid. I called my sister and told her she was way out of line to involve my mom. She explained that now I had no excuse not to come and I should be thanking her. I exploded. I had enough. 
enough. I said, what part of we're on the verge of bankruptcy do you not understand? If you think I'm flying to Puerto Rico to watch you and your husband play dress up with your four kids, you got another thing coming. I didn't go to the ceremony. My mother couldn't get her money refunded for the tickets. She lost over $2,000. My sister hasn't spoken to me since. It's been five years. Oh my god. To this day, she still insists I was being unreasonable and I ruined her special day. (laughs) I'm speechless. People are crazy. Speechless. I don't know who's in the wrong. Really? (laughs) You don't know who's in the wrong? I mean... (laughs) I mean... Uh, like she couldn't go if everything was paid for well she said she was recovering from surgery so i feel like even if she could afford it that's like enough in itself because aren't you like not supposed to fly or something yeah i guess it depends what like recovering from surgery means like did you get your wisdom teeth taken out two months ago or did you just get your knee replaced like a day ago i don't know i don't know what recovering from surgery means okay i've said it before and i'll say it again when you get married you've one day (laughs) you get one day to be crazy to be a bridezilla or a groomzilla if that's what you want to be <laughs> to an extent you gotta pass all these other events you gotta get over it if people can't or just don't want to come and destination weddings or destination anything you can ask people to go you can invite people to go but you can't be mad if they can't or don't want to go Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, okay, I guess I was sounding a little (laughs) sus when I was like, I don't know who's in the wrong. I don't think the sister was being like malicious and being like, all right, you have no worries. Everything's paid for. Because in her mind, maybe she was like, they're not going because they can't afford it. Let me do this for them so that it's not a stress on their plate. They have nothing to think twice about. They're not missing this family trip. They're not missing my wedding. I'm doing this for them. Now you have nothing to worry about. And now you're not going to come. And I'm like, like, what the frick? Yeah. Like, I can see where the sister's coming from. I really can. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe to to not talk to you for five years. Just five because years? she didn't go on a vacation. I mean, I do think what OP said is a little much. Like, to be that mad that your sister just bought you a plane ticket or right. that your mom bought you a plane ticket after your sister asked. Like, to explode on her and be like, I've had enough. What part of we're on the verge of bankruptcy do you not understand? Stand. And then to say, I'm not flying to watch you and your husband play dress up. Like, yeah, that's dramatic. That's a little bit unnecessary. Yeah. Like, what else led to this? Right. Was that the first thing that your sister ever did that made you mad? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Because play dress up with your four kids. Like, that's just harsh. And, like, if they never had a wedding and she, this is her wedding in her mind. Yeah, I do feel like that plays a role. And I don't think, she, I think she was thinking, I want my sister there that's why she was gonna do everything she could to get her sister there but then obviously on the flip end she is being dramatic saying you ruined her day and her vow renewal like you didn't ruin anything by not going it's not like you had someone show up and destroy the venue and like pour buckets on the bridal party and like made sure it rained and stormed like you didn't ruin everything you just weren't there which maybe to her meant something but if you not being there was worse 
worth not talking to you for five years. It's way too easy for her to not talk to you. Yeah. Like, if you are that important to be there, I can't imagine she can go five years without talking to you. I feel like they both went about it the wrong way, but the sister of the OP is definitely more in the wrong. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Actually, I feel like maybe all of these could be on the BFFR episode. Shoot. My boyfriend spent our anniversary with his female best friends, and now people think he's dating his sister. (laughs) Long story, but bear with me. My ex-boyfriend Tyler was very close to his female best friend Lily, so close that people thought they were dating. The effort he put into my Valentine's gift was nothing compared to what he does for Lily's palentines. One day, a co-worker of his confronted me for flirting with him when he had a girlfriend. I tried explaining to him that I was his girlfriend, but he didn't believe me. How would you not believe someone? Wait, what? I'm confused by the sentence. When they he thought that he was dating someone <gasps> oh, else and she was flirting with up. him. But, but, but hold on. To be firmly like, he is my boyfriend just because he maybe he flirts with someone else and that person straight up just doesn't believe them? Yeah. Who would say that if that wasn't true? Okay, yeah, because I totally would get it if, like, they were together and the coworker was like, by the way, girly, like, he has a girlfriend. And then she was like, oh, no problem. I'm his girlfriend. Right. And then the coworker should have been like, oh, okay, sorry. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, it wasn't my place or but something to not like believe that. Her. But he just straight up does. He's like, no, girl. I don't believe you. you. It's her. (laughs) I do not believe you. (laughs) Wow, that's crazy. Okay. Oh, man. He didn't leave me alone until I showed him pictures of us on my phone. What? I've tried talking to Tyler several times about how this makes me feel, but he always brushed me off and said Lily is like family to him and I'm being insecure. (laughs) Sorry, can you please hold my hair back while I throw up? That's insane. Our anniversary was coming up and a travel agent friend of mine got me a good deal for a two-night stay at a resort two and a half hours away. I booked it and when I told Tyler, he seemed very excited. About a week before our trip, he came to me and asked if he could go with Lily since she had a lot going on and could use a pick-me-up. I feel like I could skip the rest of the story. And it it right there. There's no reason to be with this person. There's one solution. Walk right out the door. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Ghost his ass. That's your only option. Okay, I'll just read it. You want a spooky costume? Ghost. I will read the rest of the story just for entertainment, but we already know what's happening here or what should happen. I was shocked and asked him if he would really rather spend our anniversary with another woman. He just got mad and called me a cruel, jealous witch and said Lily really needed him right now. Cruel, jealous, witch, and you're insecure? No, there's really only one solution. When I still told him no, he said he didn't want to go at all, and he left, and we didn't talk for three days, so I took that as us officially breaking up. As I was crying to my best friend about the breakup and being unable to get my money back, she suggested we go as friends. Time skipped to about an hour after we check in, and I get a call from the front desk saying someone was trying to check in under my reservation when I went down to... Oh! 
When I went down to check, I saw Tyler and Lily. Tyler immediately stomped toward me and went off on me for taking the spot when Lily needed it more. And then Lily plopped down on a chair and started bawling her eyes out, saying how she just wanted a relaxing weekend to forget about all that's happened to her. After a while of him screaming and her crying, security forces them to leave. This is shocking. The next day on social media, Tyler posted that he and Lily were officially together. Oh, they've been together. I want to throw up. They've been together. Unfortunately for him, my friends and family are vengeful people. They all started commenting on his post with comments like, isn't that your sister? (laughs) (laughs) Aren't y'all related? And sweet home Alabama. (laughs) He tried to deny those comments, but it was no use because the rumors already spread. (laughs) It's been three months since then. And while nobody bothers them about it anymore, it definitely ruined their reputation. And that makes me happy. This is shocking. I am. I actually was sick to my stomach at certain points during that story. Yeah. It's to the point where it's like, where do people get the audacity? Where does this man get the audacity? And I literally had to purchase it at the store. I Because there's nowhere else you get that much. (laughs) I cannot believe that you stayed with this guy for a year. I mean, I'm not, I don't mean to like victim blame because maybe everything was great up until this point. But like, I don't think that they switch overnight, right? Like he had to have shown signs of this other than just like the flirting with her. No. He took her on a trip that the girlfriend booked and paid for. His ex-girlfriend. That's insane. I Can you read the next story? I literally am like infuriated. Wait, I, I, just, even... I just have to say, like, I don't want to victim blame the OP or make it seem like I'm blaming her for this. But like when somebody is treating you like this, no relationship is worth it. No. You do not need a relationship that is full of that amount of bullshit. No. And no matter how much you like a guy, if he's flirting with his female best friend or whoever, and he's telling you, oh, you're a insecure, jealous witch, you don't need him. No. Goodbye. No. End it. It's over. Find someone that respects you because this person doesn't. No. Good night. No. And also props to her for breaking up with him and props to the family. She didn't break up with him, though. She just took him, taking the other girl on the trip as them breaking up. That is very true. I do feel like she needs a bit of empowerment, though. So let's just hand it to her, okay? Okay. (laughs) I've been broken up with like that before, too. Just been fully ghosted. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Isn't this your sister? That's hilarious. Am I the asshole for walking to avoid filling up my date's tank? I, female 29, have been seeing Clyde, male 35. I've been paying for my half of everything consistently and don't consider it a problem. Also, I've paid for him when it's my idea. We both have jobs and don't do expensive outings. I've been noticing a pattern in which he has become extremely comfortable with me covering for him, even when the outing is his idea. It's come to a point where he doesn't even draw his wallet. This has been happening for weeks. The outing before our latest made me uncomfortable beyond doubt. He's been telling me that he couldn't find his wallet but was surprisingly relaxed. I would be freaking out. We went to grab a bite and he ordered a bit of the more costly stuff. I got the ticket and it was way over my budget. I asked him to pitch in with his cash app and he 
curfews because his phone died. I didn't want to create an issue, so I let it go. Last weekend, we went to eat. No, you need to let it go. At that point, let him go. Like, why? There are so many people in the world. I know it probably seems like there's only a few that are options out there for you when it comes to dating, but we need to get out of this lack mindset and this scarcity mindset. And when people act like total buffoons and take advantage of us, we need to move on. She already saw it. Yeah. And then she agreed to go on another date after he literally, she was like, I see it. And he was like, here, let me write it down for you so that you can read it and hear it. And now she knows and she still gave him another date. I'm sorry. Continue. Like, what is it on like your, your scale of pros and cons? Something had to be worth it. I mean, I wish we could talk to her right now. But what on earth was keeping this scale even or keeping the pros above the cons? Like, this is just insane. Okay. No. Last weekend, we went to eat and I asked for separate checks in advance. He looked angry. And from then on, I was the butt of his jokes. As soon as someone makes a joke at your expense consistently, and it's not a joke, it's actually them making a dig at you. Because it's one thing if your boyfriend or your friend is, you know, casually messing with you 2% of the time and 98% of the time they support you and build you up. Okay, we all make jokes with our friends. You're not even dating this man. And he's making digs at you. These aren't jokes. They're digs. And and at you when you pay for literally everything else. Literally everything. It would be one thing if you showed up to every day. He paid for everything. And finally he was like, okay, like yeah. she wants what. But no, just title this episode. No, I can't. <laughs> And also, she's paying for her own stuff. The reason he's calling her cheap is because she's not offering to pay for his. Bitch, what about you? Why isn't he paying for her? Calling her cheap, please. I'm flabbergasted. It was passive aggressive and the jokes were unrelated to the dinner bill. But then why are we still here? I was hurt because he said things about my weight. No. How many ticks? Are we going to oh add God, to the chart God, oh God, oh before God, oh she God, walks oh out and never speaks to I would have been again. like, sorry, that's not my weight. That's my wallet. <laughs> and then do that thing from the Cheetah Girls when Raven goes, cha-ching, cha-ching, bling, bling, bling. <laughs> he stopped at a gas station on our way for him to drop me off. He asked me for gas money. No. To which I refused. Finally. His tank was half full and I was already three minutes away from home. I don't see why I would need to fill his tank since we wouldn't be seeing each other for a few more days. He got angry, took a detour, and had me listening to his rant for about 10 minutes. He called me stingy, frugal princess, and weak. No. He's so insecure. He is projecting so hard onto you. And he's obviously using you, but we don't even need to say that because everyone already knows. He's pathetic. I got out of his car at a red light and walked home for about 25 minutes, refusing to take his calls. I'm just picturing Elle Woods in Legally Blonde. Yeah. Morgan's like, honey, Pooh Bear, get in the car. She's like, no. He's like, you're going to ruin your shoes. And she's like, "Mm, okay, I'll get in the car. (laughs) He was waiting for me at the parking lot, but I said I wasn't interested in entertaining him and that I expected him to pay me the $70 he owes me from when he lost his wallet. His best friend who knows me has been spamming my phone. He says I overreacted and made Clyde feel horrible and inadequate. Absolutely not. How could you do that? His little friends ain't worth your time, honey. Here's what you need to do because you're 27, he's 35. I feel like sometimes when we get to this age where you're no longer in school 
and if you don't work with these people you only see them on like social media maybe a dating app maybe over texting and I've witnessed this in my real life when people are trying to distance themselves from people that don't serve them or just people that they feel like my time with this person has run its course or we hate each other I just feel like people forget that when you hit unfollow on Instagram and block and then block their number, unless this person is your neighbor or your coworker, when are you going to see them? Like they no longer exist for the most part. I know that there are crazy circumstances where somebody won't leave you alone and maybe that's a dangerous circumstance. Most people, though, most of the time in your adult life, block them block them on Instagram, block their number. And after a few months, you just begin to slowly not think about them and they no longer exist. Oh, something very important that I learned firsthand. If you have an iPhone and you're an Apple product user and you block someone's phone number, they are not blocked from accessing you. Their phone number and the, the telephone world is blocked. iMessage is not. Yeah, you have to block them on your computer, right? And your phone. I don't know. All I know is I had a crazy who was blowing up my phone. I blocked it and I logged into my computer one day and there they were. And I was like, "Ah." so it looks the message went through is blue. They think that I'm still getting their messages. Yeah, I feel like Apple has to update that for everyone's safety. They need to fix something. Excuse me, Mr. Head of Apple. Some of us have crazies to avoid. Yeah, so block them on your computer and your cell phone. And Facebook, social media, all of it. And then run it over with a car. Right. And the less that you talk to these people and the less that you engage with them, the less you see them on social media, the less you're reminded of them, the less you're going to think about them. And then maybe maybe you'll continue to think about this for a month. It'll still annoy you. And then two months, when you hit the two month mark, you'll still think about it sometimes and you'll still be like, oh, what a crazy guy. Like, I hate him. Three months, you're going to be like, dude, that was so crazy. Like, F him. He sucks. Five months, you're going to basically never think about it. And after 12 months, he's going to be an enigma. The memory of him is going to feel so far away that you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I ever went through that. That guy sucks. You just don't think about people when you block them. So these are two people that you need to remove from your life and do everything you can to distance yourself from them. Take it as a learning lesson and don't pay for shit for guys that don't give it back to you or women. Maybe he'll end up dating his sister. She'll pay for everything. He sucks. No. Mm-mm-mm. Am I the asshole for telling people why my girlfriend and I broke up? My ex and I had been dating for over two years when she cheated on me at a Halloween party. <gasps> How timely. <gasps> She called me a few days afterwards to tell me that she cheated. She claimed she felt bad about it as to why she was telling me and claimed she felt like our relationship was over as to why she let it happen. I was super busy with work trying to make enough to get a place for us both. Ugh sad. I broke up with her and hung up. Props to you. So I updated my Facebook to say I was single again and a couple of my friends asked me why on the update. I responded with, quote, she... Wait, these are your friends? Facebook and you didn't friends. tell them? I was gonna guess <laughs> Facebook friends, but yeah, but maybe. still, my Facebook friends who are not my friends, honey, they ain't commenting on my, my single status update asking what happened. Maybe they're in high Nor school. Nor am I replying. Oh wait, they're definitely not in high school because... That person is working for when was this okay. written? What is there? A no, year on this? no, it's very recent. 
<laughs> anyway. Anyway, OP responded to that question by saying, she cheated on me at a party. Well, <laughs> roughly seven hours later, my ex's friends and sister are blowing up my Facebook and phone, threatening me and calling me an asshole for bringing strangers into our, my ex and my, business. To which I feel... Their Facebook friends are not strangers, okay? Yeah. Frick off. To which I feel, if she didn't want other people knowing she cheated on me, maybe she shouldn't have cheated on me. Logic. So I guess, am I the asshole for being honest to people about why I broke up with that girl? Or should I have just acted like it was mutual? Every one of our listeners, anyone who has ever listened to me on an episode, anyone who has ever met me in real life knows how I feel about cheaters. You did nothing wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. If she didn't want people to know she cheated, she shouldn't have cheated. I get that she's embarrassed, but like, you made the choice. You made your bed, now lay in it, honey. You lay in it. You can't have your cake and eat it, too. She dug her own grave. Now lie in it. Climb on into it. Yeah. Cheater's going to cheat. This person just seems like a nice person. Should I have acted like it was mutual? Absolutely not. You don't have to act like anything to protect you. Absolutely not. To protect her ego? Because she wasn't protecting you, buddy. Yeah. You don't need to protect her ego. Hell to the no. She's a loser. Nope. Is it appropriate to give a guy, 25 male, a compliment when he's in a relationship? This might be a silly question, but I, 25 female, have a Swedish flatmate who is so sweet and kind. He's really caring, friendly, clean, smart, and dresses well. He has an amazing personality, to be honest, and I've never met anyone like him before, but he is a girlfriend. I don't know if it's appropriate for me to tell him that I think he has a great personality because he has a girlfriend. To the guys out there who are in a relationship, what would you think if a girl compliments your personality? Yes, he lives in Sweden and we'll be going back there soon, so I'll never see him again. I think you're allowed to give anyone a compliment, anyone on earth, anyone at all. You're allowed to give someone a compliment. Ah, yeah. <laughs> what? It doesn't mean you're asking him out. It's not like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm shook. Yeah, compliment him. I mean, we've heard some wild (laughs) stories where like the compliments were like, I love your brain. And then we find out that they were making out at work, you know, later on in the story. Yeah. This ain't that. No. You can tell someone you love their personality. Also, most people in secure relationships would think that's sweet. What? (laughs) The answer is yeah. You can give someone a compliment. Doesn't mean that you're in love with them and secretly hoping that they're gonna leave their relationship for you and you're never gonna see them again yeah i have no words yeah give the compliment next (laughs) i just like thought about that because i'm a wedding photographer so every single time on a wedding day when i see the groom for the first time i'm like oh hey how are you how's your day been you look great i say the exact same thing that i say to the bridesmaids like once they're all ready i'm like oh my god you guys look beautiful hair (gasps) and makeup looks great you guys all of them could be in relationships i don't even know and then when i see the groomsmen i say you guys look great the suits look great let's get the photos started what if they were in relationships Aaron (gasps) I went to a wedding recently (laughs) in wedding attire and we went to there was no after party so we went to a bar in the city afterwards and when we went in obviously everyone was dressed normally for the bar except for me and the four people I was with I was standing next to this couple at the bar a guy and a girl and they both looked at me and they were like you look amazing you are so pretty the guy was like you actually are stunning 
thing. And the girl was like, I'm straight, but if I wasn't, I, I would go for you. And I was like, well, thank you guys so much. And now I'm just thinking about how inappropriate that was. They probably went home and broke up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you're allowed to give people compliments. Literally compliment everyone. We compliment literally yeah. everyone all the compliment time. Compliment everyone. Tell people how you feel if it's a positive thing. Especially if it's something like their personality and not their looks. Yes, totally compliment people's brains and humor and yes. smarts and I agree whatever else isn't physical about them I've also heard that guys do not get enough compliments Aww. so they really appreciate compliments like everyone not everyone but a lot of people are quick to tell a girl like you look so pretty I love your outfit you're beautiful yeah. but rarely do guys hear I love your outfit you're beautiful or you're handsome and I've heard that guys really oh, like that I do compliment girls way more often than I compliment guys. Yeah. I think tell people how you feel if you have positive feelings towards them. I'm going to start complimenting more men. Me I just got to find something to compliment men on. <laughs> anyway. Am I the asshole for asking my in-laws the same questions they ask me? Nope. Don't finish the story. The answer even, is no. We don't even need to read this one. <laughs> I, 30 female, got engaged to my fiance a month ago. My in-laws, especially my mother-in-law, are the type of people that ask a lot of questions, personal questions at that. Their questions tend to be hurtful sometimes, and I try not to get offended or make it personal, but those questions are getting out of control. Instead of lashing out and being rude, I've decided to answer these questions by turning it back on my in-laws and asking them the same questions they ask me. For example, whenever my fiancé and I are visiting, my sister-in-law would ask, hey, when are you going to lose those pounds? Oh my god, I thought she was going to ask, like, do you like your job? Or, like, are you going to get a new job or sorry those pounds are just my wallet and I'm gonna lose them <laughs> when I spend spend money to buy you a new fucking attitude shiz sorry I'm like on one right now <laughs> I go when are you going to lose those pounds you've put up a lot of weight recently <laughs> Hell yeah. She just doubles down. Hell yeah. While pointing at her, eyes wide open. Then she'd get easily offended. Father-in-law would ask, when are you going to get your own house? I go, when are you going to get your own house? Aren't you 73 and still paying rent for your house? They live in a rental house. He gets highly offended. Oh my God. She's just like <laughs> making fun of them for like things that just you should never this, make fun of them for. But, yeah, like, but like they brought it they on. They kind of deserve it. Yeah. This is hilarious. Brother-in-law would ask, when are you going to get married? I go, when are you going to get married? You don't even have a girlfriend yet. <laughs> they obviously picked up on my vibe, but the blow-up occurred last night when my fiancé and I were at their house for dinner. Mother-in-law looked at me while I was eating and went on about kids and grandchildren. Then she asked, when are you going to start giving us babies? My fiancé looked at me with an oh boy type of way. <laughs> I felt no hesitation. I looked at her and said, when are you going to start giving us babies? That's what I want to know. The table went quiet, though some family members laughed. Mother-in-law and her daughter and husband made all types of angry faces. Then dinner was over. I got scolded by my fiance on the way home, telling me I was being rude with the way I talk back and respond to no. his family's innocent questions. Don't gaslight her. Innocent? Please. They're talking about her weight? When are you going to lose a few pounds? There's oh, nothing innocent. innocent please. The day someone says that to me, they will be cut from my life. I don't care who they are. That would be a strike for me. Like, I don't necessarily yeah. think that I would end my whole relationship and end my engagement. No, I wouldn't end over, the engagement. Well, like, I was going to say over the guy being like, they're just innocent questions. But... 
that would be like a mental note I would make and I'd be like you need to stick up for me and I would just remember that because that speaks to his character Mm -hmm. to gaslight you and take his family's side is insane do not be with someone who isn't your teammate that's for sure Yeah, questions they've already asked a million times before, hard eye roll, but whatever. We got into an argument, and then he looked at me and said, why are you being hostile? I said, why are you being hostile, getting in my face and yelling? He yelled at me again, saying I'm driving him crazy and called me childish and immature, then stormed off to the bathroom. Am I the asshole, really? No. No! I have no other words other than no tonight. I mean... I guess you could say that like no 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 no, no, no. no. I'm not I don't think she's an asshole I was gonna say I guess you could say like oh be the bigger person and just ignore it and like accept it nope but like why does she have to be the bigger person no why does she have to be the mature one they're setting a precedent for how the rest of their lives is gonna go as married people who they want to know about your finances your weight your children this is no this is them setting a precedent and you have to draw the line in the fucking concrete and say this will not go on like this the fiance has to stick up for her yeah that this is not even on the family and it's not on op this is the fiance's problem in my opinion what's on the family is if someone in your family is ever engaged to someone else you do not ask them questions that are a inappropriate b you don't want to have to say the answer to or c are none of your freaking business yeah I agree. But I do think that her saying to the family, oh, well, when are you going to give us grandchildren? Like, that's not going to solve the problem. The next time they go back, they're going to have resentment towards you and they're going to say things that are even worse. Yeah. And then they're going to stand up. Absolutely. Yeah. This is not going to create a positive family environment. So either your husband, fiance needs to stick up for you and put the family in their place and he needs to choose you and be on your side or this relationship is not going to be healthy. You cannot marry someone who is not your partner yeah your partner in crime this is crazy I mean obviously the family is not innocent I mean we've heard way worse things of families doing and saying way worse things and we're like you need to choose if it's worth staying with the person these aren't the most horrendous things you've ever heard of in-laws doing but it is still sickening to think that you walked into your future husband's home and they are commenting on your weight yeah your appearance your money when they live in a rental home yeah absolutely inappropriate disgusting no you're not the asshole no 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 agreed am i the asshole for asking my girlfriend to stop knitting so much yeah you are probably my 30 male girlfriend 27 female is really into knitting and has been long before we started dating three months ago at first it didn't bother me and i thought it was cool she had a hobby but then i realized just how much she does it Granted, she's not pulling out the knitting hook at dinner or anything, but it seems like anytime we're watching TV together or just hanging out at her place, she's always working on some project. She said she needs to always keep her hands busy. It's like fidgeting for her, but I severely doubt that she can be fully present. You don't have to pay attention when you fidget, and she literally always jokes that she doesn't know how to count. She claimed that it's not all the time, but it's definitely more often than not. She argued that she can follow TV show plots just fine, but when I quizzed her on some details, she couldn't answer some of the questions, so I think my point stands. Then she said, if it's an important conversation, I obviously put my work down, but I think we have different definitions of what important means. I also told her that I would like to be able to cuddle and physically interact with her during TV time. She said we can still cuddle, but it's literally not the same. I want her to be interested 
interested in me, not some pile of yarn. This might be petty, but I think I might feel better about it if she knitted things for me. But it always seems to be bags or clothes for herself or like random squares. She did random make a- squares. <laughs> <laughs> she did make a pretty cute toy for my dog, though. That was actually nice. <laughs> he switches up so fast. <laughs> Anyway, I sat her down the other day and told her my perspective, and instead of being willing to compromise, she told me that I'm the one that's not listening to her and essentially called me an asshole. She's a great girl, and I don't want to lose her over this, but I'll, but also, I'm not sure what to do. Am I the asshole? Kinda. Yeah. Okay, like, coming from someone who has ADHD, I can't sit still, I am a fidget, I don't even want to call myself fidgety, because if you gave me a fidget spinner, it wouldn't like be like it yeah it wouldn't tickle my fancy it it wouldn't be enough I have to get up I have to walk around I have to have something to eat or drink or like literally play with like if I could play with something right now I would but Kelly yells at me because you're making too much noise near the microphones so coming from someone who has been in relationships where people get annoyed that I get up and start walking around during movies or watching tv and when I get up and I'm like I'm just gonna go to the bathroom don't pause this because I can't can't sit still through another minute of it and then they still pause it and they're like oh I'm gonna wait for you to get back don't like you don't understand if you if you don't have it you don't understand he doesn't get it this is just it could be an ADD thing an ADHD thing an OCD thing a comfort thing it doesn't matter or just like a fun hobby she wants to do it doesn't matter what it is if she wants to do it, you have to respect that. If you're upset about it and you're self-aware enough to know that you would feel better if she made things for you, maybe present that to her. Yeah. Don't present it to us on Reddit. Present it to her and say, I feel like you take up all your time doing knitting and I don't really feel like you give me attention. Maybe I would feel better if you knitted something for me. I'm sure she would say, oh, well, would you like me to knit for you? And if she doesn't and she's absolutely like, I knit for me, myself and I, and you're not part of this then maybe you should lose her. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that. I feel like he's just insecure and he feels like she's choosing knitting over him. And I feel like he's giving himself away when he's saying that if she knitted for him, it would make him feel better. And I feel like that's because he feels insecure and he feels like he's not getting attention from her. So when they're watching TV and when she's thinking of things to knit, if she thought of him, he'd be like, oh, well, she's thinking of me. She's still Mm -hmm. spending time on me, even though she's knitting but it's something for me and then the cuddling thing like I get that I get that you want certain times to do hobbies and certain times to cuddle but maybe that's how you present it to her like maybe you don't ask stop knitting so much maybe you just ask can we reserve a certain amount of time every week or every day where we just like hold hands and talk or like sit next to each other on the couch and talk with no distractions like maybe that's how you present it instead of just being like can you stop knitting so much I just think that he thinks she's choosing knitting over him and knitting is more exciting and entertaining to her than he is Mm -hmm. at least it's not another guy (laughs) that's that she's choosing over you yeah it could definitely be way worse than her being addicted to knitting but I've gone through my I have an addictive personality so I've definitely gone through I am not even kidding I was like actually I think I was addicted to sudoku or is it sudoku 
Sudoku. I did Sudoku so many times that like when I was driving, I would get the urge to pull out my phone and open the Sudoku app. And I saw another TikTok of a girl who was also addicted to it. It's to the point where when you close your eyes, you see a Sudoku board and you're like filling it in mentally. I did Sudoku so much. I would not watch movies, TV. I wouldn't sit on the couch without being on my phone or in a Sudoku book doing Sudoku puzzles. So I could see how that would be annoying if I was with my boyfriend. And he's like, can you just put your phone down and talk to me or put the book down and talk to me? Or can we do this activity together where you're not distracted by a Sudoku book? I get it. Yeah. But I do think that he needs to go about talking to her about it in a very specific way. It's definitely a how you say it type thing. Yeah. You got to figure this shit out. Yeah. I mean, it's not worth losing a relationship over, but you definitely have to talk to her if it's yeah. that big of a deal to you. It might be a phase, too. Yeah. Definitely could be a phase. You only known her for three months. Yeah. Give it another three. Report back. <laughs> Am I the asshole for asking my wife to ask me to do chores around the house instead of automatically doing them? Yeah. Yes. Grow up. I will fully admit that I am bad at taking initiative as far as chores go. Grow up. My first tasks that come to mind are cooking, bills, grocery shopping, etc. I don't automatically go vacuuming, laundry, or general cleaning. Grow up. I am asking that she just has to ask me to do them, and I will get them done. Grow up. Or at least start them, and I will get them- Start them! Oh, wait. Start them before she gets home from work. Oh, so he's saying that as long as she were to ask him, he would at least start them before she's home. Grow up. She works farther away from home, so I am usually home first. You should be doing your chores in that in that time frame, yeah. This is something that we have talked about before, and I always ask her to just ask me to do them, and I will try to take more initiative to get them done. She got really upset that yeah. she has to ask me to do them. So am I the asshole? Yeah. Yep. Grow the F up. The solution to this is absolutely shocking because it's so obvious and simple and it's like as an adult human who is mature enough seemingly to get married the fact that you cannot think make a list make a list he has never thought other than grocery shopping and bills I need to fold my laundry or I need to vacuum my bedroom. Did your mother always do that for you? I feel like it's like this subconscious thing where if he, this is just my speculation, I could be wrong, but I almost feel like he is seeing chores as if like he should be getting like a trophy. Yes. Or he's doing this extra thing. He needs to be needed. Yeah. Yeah. And when he does these things, it's like, oh, my God, thank you so much for doing them. And it's like if he were to just do them and not say anything and she didn't go out of her way to be like, thank you so much for sweeping the crumbs that you left on the kitchen floor. He would feel like sweeping the crumbs would be pointless. Like he needs the validation from her and he needs her to know that he's doing it and acknowledge that he's doing it and acknowledge like how thankful she is that he's doing it. That's my speculation on this. Because if you were a mature adult who understood that it is part of life and living in a home. Which you are not. Right. That you need to do chores. You would simply make a list of chores that need to be done every week or every day. And every day you would look at the list. Set an alarm on your phone. If it's simply like you forget to do certain things, like that's fine. Everyone can be forgetful. Set an alarm on your phone. Chore no, time. You know what this Five guy to needs. six. What this guy needs is one 
of those calendars that like you have in the first grade classroom where everyone's assigned something like this week you're the line leader I'm the vacuumer that person wipes down the desks and that person helps the teacher grade papers this week my husband is going to vacuum the living room fold the laundry and sweep the kitchen floor next week he's going to go grocery shopping and you know what he gets to do after that wipe off the whiteboard calendar and change it up for next month that's what this little child needs because that's what you are a child I'm speechless that they're you know what no I'm not I'm not speechless that there are adult men like this because I work in healthcare and I see it all the time I see people come in with their wives or adults come in with their mothers because they can't do it on their own because they're men and they're babied by their mothers I'm not shocked but grow up grow up it is quite shocking. No, it's not. It's not shocking. <laughs> it happens all the time. I guess it's just shocking when I feel that we're surrounded by normal people. You would be shocked at how many people in your life okay. are this and you don't know it. <laughs> when I say normal, I mean my parents. <laughs> Our parents. Our parents did not act like this. No. Our parents did their equal shares. Wait, you know what time. I saw? You know what I saw today on the Instagram reels? I saw a video and it said it was a girl and it was like, why are your expectations in men so high? And it was like, because I grew up with a dad like this. Wake up and he's already shoveling the snow off the porch, cleaning up the kitchen because my mom cooked dinner, getting up to let the mom have the TV when it's like almost bedtime. And I was like, if this is the expectation, where did we go wrong in society? It's yes. Because, because. Our dad has always done those things. I would expect nothing less from the person that I end up with. That's not the standard, honey. That's just what happens below the standard line. That's yeah. just what falls into the bucket of standards. That's just That's like not baseline. the standard. Yeah. Baseline is just like being an adult and chipping in around the house. It's like the same. I'm not going to marry someone who has to be told what day of the week they have to vacuum and fold their underwear. Yeah. That's what I can tell you. It's like that same dynamic of when a dad takes care of his kid or like holds a kid in a grocery store and people go up to them. And this still happens. Like I listen to podcasts where they say it happens, where girls watch their husband. They love their husband dearly, but he's not doing anything extra. He's not doing anything out of the norm. But people will go up to men that are just being normal dads or what should be just a standard dad and be like, you are so amazing. No. Like, you're such an amazing dad. And no, yeah, not. you are like you're great, but that's the baseline. That, that is, should be... That is one standard that I am so grateful that my dad always drilled into us. Our dad could yes. never stand when he heard a dad or or a mom say something along the lines of, the dad is babysitting tonight. Yeah. Our dad could not stand that. He was like, you chose to have that kid. That is your kid. You are not babysitting your own kid. You're you parenting. Are parenting. You're parenting. And I am so glad my dad set that standard because if I ever have a kid and the dad thinks he's not going to step up and be a dad, he thinks he's just going to be a biological father, goodbye, I will see you in court and I will take your money for a babysitter, okay? You need to be a dad, you need to be a husband, you need to grow the frick up, vacuum the floor, fold your own undies, okay? Fold your little whitey tighties. Your wife doesn't have to tell you to do it. I agree. It pisses me off when men are glorified for being like the most amazing dad in the world. Whereas if a mom did all that stuff, it's like the bare minimum. The bare minimum. 
Yeah. Yep. And it's like, this makes me mad and I don't even have kids. I'm like, I I just feel so bad for the moms that have to do all this stuff. And then the one time the dad like offers to hold the kid, everyone's like, you're such an amazing dad. Oh, my God. He's Mm -hmm. so lucky to have you. Please. Please. Yeah. Nope. If I'm ever with a man who tries to tell me what I need to do more of to be a mom or a housewife or whatever the frick isn't getting done and he's not stepping up to the plate, I can I can tell you I know just how fast I'm walking away. And I don't run, okay? I can't run, but I can walk fast. And my friends know that. It's absurd in this story where he, this man, literally thought... That he he's self-aware enough to recognize the problem. He's like, I need to be asked to do chores. I don't want to just do them. Okay, that's a problem in itself. That means you're immature. And I stand by what my first thought was, my speculation that he just needs validation and that's what it's about. But it's shocking that he's self-aware enough to see the entire problem. And instead of being like, well, what's a solution other than my wife asking me? Because that's just a little bit silly. That's a little bit unrealistic. We're in a partnership. We're in an equal marriage. He didn't try to think of a solution that is literally you have an iPhone. I know you do. Or a smartphone, a Google Pixel. You're on Reddit. I know for a fact you have a smartphone. Make a list on the notes app and set a timer. You don't have to go to Reddit. You don't have to turn to the internet. You don't have to write all these paragraphs. Am I the asshole for what? Please. I think what this man needs, I, I hate to, no, I don't hate to be dramatic. I am dramatic. But what literally, not to jump the gun, what this man needs is a therapist to tell yeah. him, to tell him, you are self-aware enough to recognize the problem, but too immature to act on it. Yeah. You need to act on it. He literally needs a, a doctor, therapist, <laughs> Someone (laughs) with some sort of advanced degree to tell him, this ain't it, buddy. Do it yourself. I don't know. Maybe he needs his mom to tell him. Clearly someone else has done something for him his entire life. Yeah. All right. Read the next one. Case closed. (laughs) Am I the asshole for recording my uncle's drink request? My uncle thinks it's funny to get me to run back and forth between the pool and the kitchen getting him drinks. He will say he wants a Coke and then claimed he asked for a beer, then asked where the Coke is. He usually blames it on us damn millennials for always being on our phones and not paying attention. For whatever reason, my parents don't tell him to piss off. It started getting old a long time ago, and I usually dealt with it by making myself scarce when he is over. This is just a perfect example of like what a certain age group thinks is funny. Mm. I guess it doesn't even matter the age because I feel like there could be people of all ages that would think this is funny. But there are just so many things in life that people think are funny. And it's just like, and what was the point of that? And for what? I get not everyone has comedy in their veins like us, but like, come on. Ask, and maybe it's funny if you do it once. Yeah. So a oh my God, I just saw this thing in my view. I'm wearing oh a headband. God. I with a, I was going to die. I'm wearing a headband, in case you're not watching, with like a bumblebee tassel on it. And it just came into my line of vision and I thought it was a real bumblebee. Oh my God, I just had a heart attack. Yeah, me too. I also think this is a joke that you pull on a little, little kid. Yeah. And then the little kids freak out like, you said soda. Yeah. And you do it one time. Yeah. One time. Anyway. 
Some people only have one joke, though, and they just got to keep doing it until it absolutely dies because they're so incapable of thinking of one other thing that's funny. True. He was visiting over Memorial Day and he caught me. He asked for a Coke, so I brought him a Coke. Then he said he asked for a beer. So I pulled up my phone and played the video I had recorded of him asking for a Coke. Like most of us damn millennials, I was on my phone when he asked and I knew what was coming, so I recorded his request. He asked me for a beer because that's what he really wanted, so I told him I would be happy to get him a beer after he finished his drink because unlike his boomer generation, I don't waste stuff for the fun of it. Okay. <laughs> so, all right. No, I feel like I feel like most people listen to this and be like, that's aggressive, but I think he's just doing like a what goes around comes around, like fucking with his uncle. Yeah. He got huffy because he was just joking around. The next time he asked Just for, joking. See, the, I'm it's gonna just read, a joke. I'm going to read the last paragraph before I agree with you. The next time he asked me for a drink, my phone was in my pocket, so I pulled it out and said I didn't remember what he asked for. Could he please repeat himself? He said he would just get his own drinks. I told him that that was a great idea. What a good idea. Get above your stupid ass. (laughs) My parents think I was a jerk for being rude to a guest and my elder. I thought I was just making sure he got what he asked for. Am I the asshole? He definitely got what he was asking for. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he he did. And what he deserved. (laughs) He got what he was asking for. That is for sure. See, I think that people just give themselves a way so often when they're like oh it's just a joke if it was a joke you wouldn't get mad when somebody doesn't play along you know what I mean like he's mad at her because he because she spun the joke onto him yeah so it's like if you're not comfortable with the joke being done to you then don't do the joke to other people because if you're not comfortable with it that means it's not really a joke right you're messing with the person and you're taking advantage of them and it gets to a point where it's just mean you're being mean to the person especially if they're not laughing. So then if you can't laugh at it as well when it's spun onto you, I feel like most people, if they were actually joking around and they didn't really want to take advantage of their niece or their nephew or whatever, when they pulled out the phone, like I just feel like all of our uncles would be like, I knew you were smart or like you finally caught on. Or like they would like say yeah. something lighthearted in like support of us. I don't mm-hmm. think they would be like, you're going to pull out your phone and record me, you smart ass. Like they know they're messing with you. Like, why would they why would he still continue to like drill it into you that you're doing something wrong? Just treat others the way you want to be treated. I think treat others the way they want to be treated. Treat others the way (laughs) they treat others. No, that's actually that's actually a good (laughs) word to live by. Yeah, exactly. Treat others the way they treat others. No, you're not an asshole. Your uncle's an asshole. And I you know what? Hot take. I don't think every elder deserves respect. They deserve to be treated the way they treat others. Yeah. What goes around comes around. Am I the asshole for requesting my new roommate that her boyfriend pay a full share of the rent? I am 25 female moving across the country to Boulder, Colorado. I met Amelia, 24 female, over Facebook and I flew out to meet her in person and saw the apartment. I gave her half of the security deposit and the first month's rent like we agreed. I'm currently preparing to drive to Colorado next week. I told her ahead of time that I was going to pay full month's rent and sign today, 818. I sent the money and signed this morning. This evening, Amelia texted me, Hey, so I found out today I super unexpectedly likely will lose my job. 
I'll know definitively early next week, but my boyfriend decided he would move in my room for a bit while I figured things out to help me with rent. I'm really sorry. This is obviously a different situation than advertised and trust with five T's. Me, it was not expected, but please let me know if this is okay with you and I'd be more than willing to make it up to you somehow. Would she? I am not opposed to him coming as well, and especially if she is going to need help paying rent. I'm not comfortable, however, paying half of everything for two strangers. Am I being ridiculous? Please let me know. I am most comfortable with us all three splitting everything. I'm unsure what to do, and I almost feel a little taken advantage of because it seems like she waited to tell me this as well. Am I the asshole if I ask for all of us to split the rent? That's a tricky situation because they're sharing one bedroom. It's not like they're getting separate bedrooms. Obviously, no matter what, utilities should be split three ways because you're using three times the water, electricity, everything like that. But they're not getting double the space, yeah. you know, in like the rent per se. But I guess at the same time, he will then be there taking up living room, kitchen, yeah. porch space. I think that I the utility is 100% three ways. And then the bedrooms, you could do some type of percentage or something. Yeah, some sort of percentage. I don't think they should pay a full half if they're getting, you know, or I mean, I don't think they should only pay half. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like if it was $1,000, maybe they they pay 600 and you pay 400 yeah i feel like that's fine depending on the size of the bedrooms and stuff and everything yeah. else or even a 700 300 or like 650 350 type thing like mm-hmm. figure it out with them but it is weird that it happened as soon as you signed the lease yeah, that's a little weird some risky business also because you is- paid half the security deposit and like you don't even know him like i uh- also want to know is his name on the lease yeah because if his name's not on the lease i I would be like and it and it becomes a problem you have every right to then go to the landlord and be like someone's living here who's not on the lease i think you need to go to the landlord regardless and be like hey i signed this lease as soon as i signed it it became void like this lease is no longer relevant because now there's a third person and that's living in there. writing if she texted yeah. you saying my boyfriend is going to be living here you take that to the landlord and figure yeah, it out the landlord needs to rework the lease because now there are three people living there and if it's only for a few months then it still doesn't matter it needs to like it's not it's almost like not even up to her like it's not even up to the op a lot of landlords would say it's up to them though a lot of landlords would be like i don't care i want my thousand dollars monthly figure it out amongst yourselves that's not my problem like you know how in college like landlords split everything and then they tell you and it comes down it's not like that in the real world i feel like the landlord want two thousand dollars they don't care how how it's come they don't want three separate checks they want one check they don't care how how it's figured how it's figured out shouldn't like yeah i guess that's true i was thinking like wouldn't you want to know how many people are living at a property you own but i guess it's like they might want to know so it's like if it became a problem or even if you went to them right away and said hey as soon as i signed this lease shit changed now someone who's not on the lease is going to be living in the house that makes a difference i think that's what i meant that makes a difference yeah but i'm saying like for them to be like okay well now we need to rework like the money payment or something that's like they might not say they might be like oh well then put his name on the lease too it's still a thousand dollars yeah I feel like that's fine but it's almost like if this girl needs to get out of the lease or needs to like rework the the contract that she signed like going to the landlord would be the best bet because they need to vet like I'm sure a landlord isn't just letting three random people without doing a background check like the landlord needs to approve this guy yeah Yeah. as well so I feel like that's 
that's a good bet. The top comment, it was overall not the asshole, but the top comment is she basically scammed you. Yeah. She was suddenly planning on moving in with her boyfriend. She suddenly found out the moment you committed and paid and could no longer back out. Yeah. Sus. Three people will be using the apartment and the amenities. Why should you pay half? No, sorry. Someone lost their job, etc. But that's on them. Not to sound harsh, but it's not your problem. Yeah. I agree with that, too. Okay, let's do one more. Am I the asshole for refusing to tell my mom, 56 female, details about my, 23 female, professional life because of things she said five years ago? I, 23 female, graduated from college, cum laude, a bit over a year ago with a STEM degree. I now work in a... Is it cum laude or cum laude? I don't have no idea. Okay, because one time I mispronounced Maldives, and I said Maldives like 18 times, and I still am receiving shiz for that. (laughs) Yeah, hate mail. Hate mail. Hate mail to my P.O. box. I actually don't know what it is. Cum laude? I can read it on the paper. I can't say it out loud. I don't know, dude. I'm going to say cum laude. I don't speak Italian. I mean Latin. (laughs) (laughs) I don't speak either one. (laughs) Okay. So she graduated with a STEM degree. I now work in a job related to my field of study. Don't want to say what. I'm married, fully financially independent from my parents, and haven't lived at home in over five years. Generally, I'm proud of myself and content with how my life is going at the moment. I'm not 100% sure what I want to do for a career, but I'm okay with that. The issue at hand, when I was in high school, I was a decently high-achieving kid, 4.9 GPA, honors everything, national merit scholar, extracurriculars, out the wazoo, etc. I'm not saying this to brag, but just to describe who I was as a student. Very motivated and consistently at the top of my class. Despite this, it seemed that my efforts were never enough for my mother. She was always pushing me for more, more extracurriculars, 100s instead of 95s on exams, etc. This put a damper on our relationship that only worsened when the summer before my senior year came around. Although even early action college applications weren't due until October, November of that year, my mom was adamant that I applied to all 11 of my potential colleges over the summer. I was busy with multiple sports and my summer job. I told her countless times that I had everything under control and it was okay to submit them later, but she wouldn't listen. She would scream at me that with my attitude, I would never amount to anything and I would end up flipping burgers at McDonald's that I was useless. First of all, no one is useless. Someone needs to flip Even those people burgers. that have jobs like that. We need you. Yeah. Well, shockingly, I did end up applying to all 11 colleges. Not only did I get into every single one, but I amassed a pretty significant amount of scholarship money. When I showed her each acceptance and scholarship list, she wouldn't apologize or tell me she was proud. Instead, she told me that all my successes were only because of her, that if she hadn't reminded me to submit my applications, I never would have applied to college at all. She repeatedly told me that anything I achieved was only because of her efforts, not mine. Frankly, it was demoralizing. Fast forward to today, I live over 2,000 miles from my mother and refrain from giving her any details about my professional life and career aspirations. She's told me numerous times that I'm being unfair, that I'm misremembering that past, and that she can help me in my career path. She says it's not fair that I'm holding things, she said, out of stress over her head from years ago. I don't feel a ton of remorse, but my husband has mentioned that maybe it's time to forgive her. Am I the asshole for this? Dang. That's sad. Dang, I didn't know we were going to end on a sad one. That's hard because I feel like I faced similar. Like when I I was applying to our parents were much more tough on me than they were on you for a lot of things so like not to this extent like I don't want to make my parents out to be like crazy but they were definitely much more tough on me than they were on Kelly and I I I have to say I feel her pain I get it I've been there like obviously I said like I said not to that extent but I felt those feelings and it has definitely made me keep 
a number of things to myself. Like, to be completely honest, I went to college, finished school, decided I didn't want to use my college degree, went back to nursing school, and actually didn't tell my family when I got accepted and decided I was going back to nursing school. Do you remember how you found out? Someone else brought it up on the beach in front of you. Like, I told a friend who brought it up in front of you. Fast forward to my current situation. I'm in nurse practitioner school. Same thing. I actually didn't tell my family when I was applying. And I actually didn't tell them until I even started my first class because I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't want it. I don't want the lectures of like, can you handle this? Can you handle that? Are you going to keep your full time job? This, that and the other. So it's like, although my situation was not nearly as intense as that situation, I have very much continued to live my life the way I have because of a situation like that. Don't get me wrong. My family is beyond supportive of everything I do. I wouldn't ever not tell them something. I wouldn't keep secrets from them and like move 2,000 miles away and leave it up to my future husband that they might not have even met to like decide if I should forgive someone. Like I am never going to make it to that extreme, but I have definitely, definitely, definitely kept things to myself because I'm like, I don't know that I need to like push the envelope and get everyone else's take on what I'm doing at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is true with a lot of things. I feel like just overall, whenever someone has like an out of the box or like anything that's like not typical like goal or life path it's always everyone's first instinct to tell you not to do something or to tell you to be more conservative like rarely if you were like I'm gonna change my entire career and throw away this degree and go back to school for something completely different like rarely is the people that love you is their first reaction gonna be okay yeah awesome do it have fun They're going to tell you every reason why you shouldn't do it. And I feel like it's also because people tend to have a scarcity mindset or not even scarcity, but just like fearful mindset. A lot of people, just because of the world we live in, I feel like have tendencies to think worst case scenario and be more conservative because it can be dangerous and risky to change your entire life. So I feel like maybe partially your mom, I mean, how this girl was treated is not fair, but maybe her mom had her own problems that she was Mm -hmm. dealing with. I'm not saying that you now need to completely forgive her and just move on but maybe there is other reasons why she was acting like that I feel like you don't need to tell her everything or maybe set boundaries with her if you can and be like I will tell you what my plan is or what I'm interested in but I don't need your advice right say I I will share with you but I don't want feedback yeah no feedback no that's great because because my thing with that is I don't want any feedback because I don't want to hear you say that's so great because then And when you don't say that, I know what you're thinking. You know what I mean? Like if I tell you three things and with the first one you say, that's amazing. The second one you say, oh, okay, I get it. And the third one, you don't say a word because I say I don't want like negative feedback. I know what you're thinking. So I want no feedback. And that's part of how I was with like going back to school. I just kind of waited until I was doing it. Yeah. And same thing with this next time I went back to school. I waited until I was doing it and I was like 
by the way, I'm in school now and like kept that to myself so that people weren't like, how are you going to do this? Are you sure you can do this? And it still happened. It's still like, Mm -hmm. how are you going to pay for school and keep your full time job and do school? If I'm doing it, I've already figured it out. So I don't want anyone's feedback on it. Yeah. But you just need to have that mindset. But I don't think you need to cut off your mother because of it. Yeah. Make decisions about what you feel comfortable sharing with. Yeah, exactly. if, If you try to set boundaries and your mom doesn't know how to adhere to them I feel like that's a learning lesson and like you don't have to but you could try one more time try to set boundaries see where it goes if your mother doesn't agree to them then maybe you're like okay I'm not going to tell her anything I tried like one time as an adult like that was when I was a child sure I tried one time as an adult it either went well or it didn't and make the decision from there you don't have to you can do whatever you want but it's something to consider Yeah. Yeah. Decide what you're comfortable sharing. Draw the line in the sand with what you're comfortable getting back from her. You can tell her straight up, like, I will tell you X, Y, and Z, but you cannot respond or this is how you can respond appropriately. See how it goes. And there's your answer. Yeah. And just be ready for negative feedback regardless of what you do in life. For sure. It's everyone's first instinct, which is kind of sad. Everyone's a hater these days. I know. It's like I get it. Like it comes from sometimes a place of love, but I also feel like it comes from a place of jealousy and insecurity Yeah. and not being happy with your own life. So you're like, wait, but you can't be happy because I'm not happy. So you shouldn't do X, Y, and Z because I hate my job, even though. That's not what people say. It's what they think, I think, sometimes. I try not to think too much. (laughs) It shows. (laughs) Just kidding. (sighs) Okay. Hope everyone enjoyed our rapid fire story episode. Good thing we got one deep story in there. I know. I felt bad that we ended on kind of like a sad one. All right. Let's circle back and real quick on a funny one. That man took his sister on a couple's retreat. After breaking up with his girlfriend. (laughs) The audacity. He literally went to the audacity store and was like, give me an XL. Like, that is ridiculous. Absurd. Dump his ass. That's the moral of the story. Yeah. I feel like I used a lot of strong words today. Most common being no. Second most common being yes. You're the asshole. So I just want to apologize that I didn't form long thoughts today because I really was speechless. That's okay. It's rapid fire for a reason. Pew, pew, pew. Hope you guys liked it. Please tell us you like our costumes. Thank you. And if you're not a Phillies fan, frick you. The Fanatic is still the cutest mascot in major league sports it's kind of scary but i think that's the point it's not scary it's cute it's a bird from the galapagos i like when it twerks it no. does like the twerking motion gritty i think is scary gritty i think is the fanatic scary. is cute it just sticks its tongue out it's cute fanatic is cute it's just a big fuzzy green teddy bear hope you liked our episode we love you we appreciate you and we'll see you in the next one bye, bye.